Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. You have me alone again. <laughs> I'm I'm really trying to flex this solo episode muscle because this is this is a New Year's resolution of mine that I'm gonna get better at this and I'm gonna stop feeling so anxious about coming to the podcast alone. Um so a funny thing happened this morning. <laughs> I woke up and the trolls chose absolute violence. Um, And if you don't know, I'm a fire sign. So anytime that I wake up and immediately look at my phone, instead of waiting until I have fully developed my social skills, you know that you're going to get fire. (laughs) You know that I'm going to make bad decisions and also choose violence. Um, so I immediately responded to someone that <laughs> that said, no one cares on a reel. And they came back and told me, <laughs> I think this is the best comment that I've ever gotten in my life, to be honest. <laughs> I was dying when I read this. He goes, you single-handedly just might be the reason why people think women are stupid. <laughs> the reason I think this is so funny is the language of it all. Like, I single-handedly did that. I single-handedly have that much influence that people think women as a whole are stupid. Get this man a snack. He's hangry. I can't. I can't. That's my morning message for you. Don't even don't even step into that. Um don't check your phone. Actually, this is my actual message. Don't check your phone when you first get up because you'll choose violence. Um, so what I actually want to talk about today, other than my my uh, gallivanting with the trolls this morning, is a conversation that I had in my group program this week, Do Less Club. I, I'm so glad that I started this program because let me lay out what exactly I was feeling before this. I was so burnt out. I've had so much go on this year, so much trauma, so much unlearning, so much healing in general with family and personal life, with change in my business. There's just been a lot of volatility and I absolutely hit burnout because I buried all of it in work. And it was terrible and it was so sticky and I could not get out of it. And I felt like every day I was like, wow, I did not enough today. I feel awful because I didn't do enough today, but also I did so very little. I did so very little and this this feeling isn't going away. So I talked to a few people and I was like, I can't, I can't launch. And I don't know what to do because this is the way that I bring in money. Like this is the way that I work as an entrepreneur is running my group programs. And they pulled me back. They stopped me and they go, well, why? Why are you feeling so terrible about this one program? And if you're feeling so terrible about it, can you do something different just for this round? Just because you're feeling terrible about it doesn't mean that you have to completely leave it in the dust and never go back. You can make a pivot and go back. And 
it ended up being that I just didn't feel aligned with the program. I My signature program, All In, that I've run for seven rounds, I just didn't feel aligned with it anymore. And I love working with people and I love having one-on-one conversations, but it just didn't feel right. And I was having a lot of um, just perfectionism feelings. I was having a lot of anxiety to do with perfectionism about, well, I have to re-record something or I have to go back. I have to go do X, Y, and Z so that it's perfect and it, it relates exactly to the changes that Instagram has made or, you know, the screen looks the same as it does now with Instagram having all of these freaking updates. So what I ended up doing was launching this Do Less Club thing, which is a 12-week program that goes into your messaging and your mindset. And it's not a social media program. It, Yes, we talk about that, but it's really this soul-searching dive into how you stop feeling ick with putting your life online. There's so many shoulds that we feel like we're connected to. If you scroll down the Reels tab, you will see person after person after person telling you what you need to do to go viral, what you need to do to perform online. And we don't get into the nitty gritty. We don't we don't talk about the mud that we're all trudging through on the daily. So I wanted a place where we could have conversations and yes, I could guide your thinking and move you towards this this place where you want to be and give you that feedback, that personalized attention in a group setting. But also we could strategize and sympathize together because that's the biggest thing about social media is like the girls that get it, get it. And if you're not in a community, you don't have friends in real life that get it. It's really hard. It's really hard to jump into social media without people that you know in real life doing it. And I didn't realize how much I lucked out when I first started because it was 2020. Everyone was laid off. My sister-in-law had jumped into Instagram. My best friend and I jumped into Instagram together. And this was all a cohesive effort. And from there, it's easy because you have someone in your court, you have someone standing behind you to help you through all of it. So that's what I wanted to create with this program and why I feel so connected with it. So we get to have these deeper conversations, which is moving into my point, is (laughs) we were talking this week about brand partnerships because everything goes in these calls. And they start telling me all of these stories about, you know, I tagged glad trash bags on a whim, or I tagged whatever else, random things in these videos where it's a massive stretch. Like, should you really be tagging you know, the drink that you're holding when you're talking about something completely different? Like, mm, it's not related, but like, why not? Right? Like you bought it, right? That's proof in the pudding that <laughs> that you enjoy something and you could partner with them. But they're telling me all of these things about this brand commented back or this brand is now in my inbox. This brand wants to partner because I tagged them in some silly little video. And we got into this conversation about, okay, how do you actually flirt with brands? And how do you build those relationships? Because I think at this point, we've all kind of realized that 
getting paid to do a brand partnership or finding that brand partnership that pays, like that's that's the hard part. It's that you have a lot of you have a lot of just shit to trudge through. If I go through my inbox right now, like even now, and even with our clients that have you know 400k, they're still getting the Amazon review messages. They're still getting the partners that don't want to pay them. Like that doesn't end. It just doesn't end. So how do you attract the right things? How do you build the relationships in the right way? And I really think if we're if we're going through the motions of how you how you attract these brands, that first step, I will sing this from the rooftops is you need to be tagging. You need to be tagging brands. You just need to. You need to be incorporating. You need to walk around your house and see what you could be using. You should be walking around the store every time you go grocery shopping and say, what can I pick out new? What can I try new so that I can talk about it? Even if you've never tried uh, this specific brand of kombucha, go ahead. Go ahead. Buy it. Tag them. Because the more the more eyes that you can get on your stuff, the more you can start to really hone in on what category you're trying to attract, what you talk about frequently. Like I need to see the breadcrumbs. I need to see the breadcrumbs of I talk about loungewear every single week. I want to see the breadcrumbs of I'm talking about my lunch every single week. I want to see the breadcrumbs of I'm talking about cleaning supplies and what I'm trying out this week. And the only way that you can do that is really to start experimenting with what you're buying. Like go ahead, buy the thing that Instagram gave you an ad for. Tag them. Tell your story that you're hooked on this random thing that the algorithm fed you. Go ahead. Why not? Like you don't have to be so connected to things to partner with them. So after you're tagging or as you're tagging, we can start to think about if I end up in this brand's tagged photos, and I end up in their DMs because I've tag- I've mentioned them in my story. How else can I start to get their attention? How else can I start to be flirting with this brand so that they have all eyes on me? <laughs> I'm really going to continue with this flirting analogy. You are the hot fire flames smoking person across the room that I want them to have their eyes on. So you're in their photos, you're in their their DMs. Also start messaging them. Start start responding back even if, you know, that's one comment on their picture today. That social media manager is going to realize. Like we have to remember that there are people here. There are people here that are noticing all of these actions. They see it stack up. They see that in their notifications. Doesn't matter if it's a big brand. They now know your name. And knowing your name is going to be the best thing for when they do have a campaign popping up. Because campaigns don't pop up all the time. We're not always in a campaign phase. And I think this is why it's getting harder and harder to actually lock in brand partnerships is because we're not doing random one-offs anymore. The When I first started, I reached out to so many brands and it didn't matter that they weren't running a formal campaign because they didn't run formal campaigns at that point, or maybe the big brands did. But 
it, it wasn't as common. Not everyone was doing that. Now, at this point, you have a marketing person on so many small brands teams and they are running a tightly, a tight, a tight ship here. So not only being the kind of person that they want and someone that is creating the content that they want, but being on their timeline, that's a lot of moving pieces, which is why we should be in all of those places. So when the timing does come up, you can be there right in front of their face. These are your first steps. But that next actionable step really comes with starting a conversation in their DMs, starting to actually build the relationship. And this was this was where we were sitting last night on our call was talking about what do you say? And a couple of the girls jumped in and they were like, I have a templated response. Let me copy and paste it in this chat. So I had like three of them all running here, all of these like little formal messages about, hey, I'm a content creator from this place. I would love to chat about potential partnerships. Um, Can you point me to the appropriate point of contact? You know, very to the point, not crazy, but all templated, saved in your, saved in your saved responses so that it makes it so simple to start reaching out to brands because that really is your first step of saying, okay, who can I talk to? Who can I, who can I talk to now? You know me over here, but I want to know your full on marketing team. I want to get in your email and start conversations. So now is really such a good time to do that because at the end of 2022, we had so much oh, we're running out of budget or last minute campaigns or, you know, go, go, go. Some of these, some of these formal marketing pushes finish their budgets in, I think I talked to a brand in July that was like, "Mm, we don't, we're done for the year. I have everything scheduled out. This is going until December. No more budget. But guess what? Guess what? We're at the start of 2023 and that brand definitely has a budget. So if you're doing this now, if you're making these moves now, and you're sprinkling and sprinkling <laughs> in those breadcrumbs of the brands that you actually want to work with, the category that you actually want to work with, you're setting yourself up for, for success. And I actually went through and did some of these things on my own feed recently, which was kind of a trip, to be honest, because first and foremost, I am a service provider, right? Like I'm a coach and I run a second business in the agency. Like I have a lot, I have a lot going on. Um, so thinking about brand partnerships, especially during that burnout phase was like, oh, absolutely not gag. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't, I like, I can't, I don't have the time. I don't have the brain capacity. I've burned too many brain calories for the day. I just can't do it. But as my time starts to open up, I've been walking through how to walk the walk. And as I did that, I did a couple of things. Number one, I went through my stories and I said to myself, okay, what do I, number one, have an affiliate for? So what can I already be marketing? Whether that is you know, an actual affiliate, or if it's uh, like to know it, or a shop my, or a um, Amazon storefront, doesn't matter. What can you already be selling? What can you be making that thirteen cents from off of your Amazon affiliate? <laughs> and how can I put that in my highlights? 
And also, what other category do I want to work with? Like I said, you should be looking through the grocery store. What do you what do you walk around and have interest in trying new? What category can you start to play with? And as I did that, I started to make highlights. I made a loungewear highlight. I made a DIY highlight. I already have an InstaTools highlight. Very product-centered categories that I am going to make myself, I'm going to make myself be known for because I'm positioning myself as a credible resource in those various categories. Never going to be a fashion girly, but you know what? I talk about loungewear a lot. I learned that from my I learned that from my story insights. <laughs> and then I also went through I went through my content and I kind of did an audit and I said, "Am I really talking about these things enough? Am I every week on top of my regular content thinking about how I'm attracting brands and how I'm tagging that extra new brand? How can I talk about dog things? How can I talk about loungewear? How can I talk about DIY? I really need a dog highlight. I really do. Hank is his own main character. So I walked through that and the big realization was I I have a couple of those posts. I have a couple that took a little bit more effort and were more of a production, but am I really positioning myself for those brand partnerships? Am I really tagging the things that I need to be tagging even in the SEO, even in the categorization of my feed? Like, should I be tagging Los Angeles influencer, I probably should. Because if I want to be invited to influencer events, hey, hi, hello, that's how I'm going to do it. If I want to be in the, I don't know, I'm making making stuff up now. If I want to start tagging dog mom af, dog mom manager on every single thing so that I I get dog collabs, I should do that. Put my money where my mouth is, you know, put my time where I want to be driving my page towards. So that's your little takeaway for today. This is your little audit. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to your feed and really think think hard about are you showing off whatever you want to sell? I don't care if it's your product. I don't I don't care if it's your own offer or if it's partnerships, but are you really positioning that first and foremost as your first priority? when you're attracting someone, even as it comes to your audience? Like, do they know, could your audience tell from ending up on your profile what they came to you for, why they should stick around? Do they know you're a hashtag life coach? Do they know you're a, um, I'm still making stuff up now, (laughs) but we need to know. This is what I really love about coaching is that we all struggle to see what we are so good at. We struggle to see our strengths. We struggle to see the obvious label that should be right in front of your face. And I mean, looking at the people that I've coached from, you know, just starting out, zero followers, haven't started their page to I have someone with 200K who has been around the block and has had her Instagram and has partnered with with brands since like 2016 in this group. And we all struggle to see it and we all struggle to make those audits uh, to drive ourselves where we want to go. So this is my little reminder that Do Less Club is, the wait list is open. I'll be opening a new round in March. So if you want to dive into the messaging and mindset more, if you want to go deep into who you are online, and really what you are consistently, sustainably attracting. Head to the wait list in the show notes, sign up. And of course, if you love this episode, 
rate it. I so appreciate the reviews, the ratings, the comments in my DMs. Come talk to me on Instagram. I'm always open to suggestions about new episodes, suggestions about creators to have on creator spotlights. So thank you so much for listening in and I will catch you next week.